Welcome. Now creating a life of peace. Here is the show, Contemplative Living. This podcast is made possible by SpiritualSimplicityBooks.com. Are you looking for an inspirational journey or a helping hand on your spiritual transformation? Allow Spiritual Simplicity Books to help. SpiritualSimplicityBooks.com Now, this is Contemplative Living with David Bennett. Contemplation and reflective meditations to help with spiritual living. Hi, I'm your host, David Bennett, and welcome to our inaugural Contemplative Living podcast. Today we're going to explore what is contemplative living and developing a practice of contemplation. Now, toward the end of each podcast, I'll share a guided contemplative meditation that would help you with your practice. And today's meditation will be energy breath. We'll do that at the end. And if we have time, maybe I'll add my gratitude prayer. So in this introduction podcast, I'll give you a taste of a method of contemplation that, well, sometimes I call reflection or introspection. In future podcasts, we'll explore uh, some focused contemplations on subjects like acceptance, tolerance, finding your truth, uh, breaking free of separateness, and becoming aware. All of these are timely subjects, and they're all based on a book that I wrote, A Voice as Old as Time. So, our divine essence draws its energy and power from universal oneness. And when our essence feels cut off from that oneness, it withers. When it's reconnected, our essence comes alive and we grow spiritually. It's critical that we acknowledge the importance of inner development in the process of our spiritual progression. Inner development is about finding out who we truly are. And who we truly are as we expand into our true nature. Now, this, re- this pursuit requires engaging in contemplation. And contemplation is a form of meditation. Most spiritual traditions aim for the same goal, reaching a place of oneness, where we become one with nature, one with, our, with others, or maybe one with the divine. But we also recognize that we are fallible human beings who live in a world of duality. One way to transcend this and reach that place of oneness, our divine essence, is by working with our dualities, our inner light and shadows. Spiritual development inevitably flows in the direction of love and spiritual maturity. When people turn away from their true nature, They thwart their own spiritual progression. They no longer move forward. People get stuck because they see implicit boundaries. They see limitations where limitations aren't necessarily there, a process that usually begins when we're very young. We've all had someone tell us when we were younger, oh, no, no, you know. And and when we face those barriers, we we build walls. And so the spiritual journey enables the process of, of growing towards spiritual maturity and taking down some of those walls. 
Our past feelings of separation can be overcome through a powerful way forward by the use of reflection. Contemplation allows us to use our inner vision to provide clarity in daily life. I mean, after all, we're travelers on the path, wherever that path may lead. And the greatest tool you can possess for spiritual development is the ability to be open, accepting, and able to integrate whatever comes through consciousness. Whether it comes from reflective practice like meditation, spontaneous from the divine, or from dreams, or possibly one of the many other spiritually transformative experiences. There is a world of of opportunity out there for us to grow and to mature and to progress down our spiritual path. The more of your true nature that you integrate into your being, the greater your spiritual progression and expansion of your worldview. Know that there's always a higher wisdom available to guide you to reach your human and spiritual potential. I call that contemplative living. I have to warn you, there is some obscurity during the process of awakening. And that's because we don't know where the universe is taking us. Awakening requires the haziness of not knowing. That's the beauty of it, because everything cannot be solved all at once. We remain in confusion as we slowly let the ego personality fade into acceptance and balance with our divine nature. So we trust the process, despite any opposition from others, and especially any opposition from our own mind. Recognize that a fundamental reorganization of your personal idea, I mean your personal identity, is not a progression to be taken lightly. Such work is often long-term and may at times require a teacher or guide. So, first up, what is the difference between mental contemplation and spiritual contemplation? I mean, if we're going to move forward here, we should probably at least have an understanding. Now, this can be a little dry, so I'll try to keep it entertaining. But mental contemplation is observation um, and examination of, of our own mental and emotional states. It's when we look deeply at our rational and cognitive processes. You know, so an examination. You know, what's an examination? You know, it's a, it's a mental survey or consideration when you're, you're considering a specific subject or, or some sort of matter. Um, mental contemplation is an act or process of thinking about one's, oneself or one's values and beliefs and behaviors. But now, on the other hand, spiritual contemplation generally provides a privileged access to our own heart-centered states. It's a peacemaker. It's with other sources of knowledge outside of ourselves. Most of the time, that outside, you know, it's outside of the individual, and it's outside of our experience of the mind. So, spiritual contemplation is also introspection. 
and it can determine any number of states, including sensory, bodily, you know, the cognitive uh, senses, emotional, and so forth. And it can lead us into insights about our health, our emotions, and what is really exciting, guidance for the circumstances where we are in this moment. Spiritual contemplation is an experience fully in the present moment. Contemplation has been a subject of philosophy discussion for thousands of years. In fact, uh, the philosopher Plato asked, why should we not calmly and patiently review our own thoughts and thoroughly examine and see what these appearances in us really are? I mean, that's amazing. You know, spiritual contemplation is often compared with perception, the process of being aware and a knowledge or, or a source of knowing or knowledge that's greater than ourselves. In Christianity, contemplation has, uh, refers to uh, a content-free mind directed towards the awareness of God as a living reality. You know, and this corresponds in some ways to what in Eastern religion is, is called samadhi. Now, meditation, on the other hand, for many centuries in the Western church, referred to more cognitively active exercises, such as visualizations of biblical scenes or the practice of a slow, thoughtful, savory reading of a Bible verse. Contemplation as a practice is finding greater resonance in the West, both in business and in universities, in fields as diverse as architecture, physics, and the liberal arts. The Buddha advises each person to see for yourself. He stressed that people should not just take the word of some teacher or text, but should directly observe their inner and outer worlds to see what was true. The Buddha said he, he, he expressed that he is only the one who pointed out the way. He teaches you how to swim. It's not that he swims for you. If you want the Buddha to swim for you, you're only going to drown. So let's not drown in the chaotic distractions of the world around us. That stress, you know, I mean, the world around us stresses our mental capacities and pulls us away from our divine nature. So let's all use contemplation as a path towards our truth. Attachment to our views, for example, you know, like uh, attachments to our views like opinions, beliefs, thoughts, perceptions, you know, our position on something, in many ways are types of clinging, which is the main engine of suffering. So in reflection, while we're doing reflective work, we try to keep our minds open to whatever direction the truth takes us. The Dharma is the truth of how things are, the reality of existence and experience. So, before we go any further, I should explain what my spiritual philosophy is. Now, I come from the premise of everything being alive with spiritual energy of love. 
I believe love is that eternal flame that's found everywhere and in everything. We can all access the wisdom of our true nature so that we can face life's many decisions feeling empowered with a clear vision and right action and a sense of purpose. So let's take a moment and reflect on this. Is our love reflected in every aspect and every waking moment? You know, for most of us, I would have to say no. And it reminds me, that question reminds me of uh, a mentor that I had, Margaret Keene. And one time I was at her house and we were preparing breakfast and, and I just, you know, Margaret had this way of being loving. And when you were in her presence, you would swear that the love was just, you know, oozing off of her. It was palpable. Whenever you were in her presence, you just felt loved, deeply loved. And so I, it, was, it was a goal that I really wanted to pursue in my life. I wanted to be like Margaret, be like my mentor, and, and so that whenever anyone was in my presence, they would just feel loved. And so I asked her about it. I said, you know, Margaret, how, how do you do this? How do you maintain this level of love and loving compassion in all that you do? And she just laughed at me. She just, she thought that was the funniest thing she'd ever heard. She says, I, you know, I, hey, I have to cut the onions too, you know, and, and I cry and I get frustrated just like every human being. But I come back to love as quickly as I can. So, you know, we have to remember we're, we're all human after all. And our material lives, you know, make it difficult. Whatever ideal that we're trying to live up to, it, it's difficult, especially with all the distractions that cross our path, knocking us off center. Also, are we just talking about love or are we actually working toward demonstrating love and our spirituality? So if we think about it, the best way to apply this is to kind of get our heads out of the cloud and, you know, start step by step bringing clear conscious light down to earth into a daily practice. So how do we do that? Well, I encourage you to take a moment and remember one thing. I want you to remember that you are a gift for the world. I just let that sink in. You are a gift for the world. Not because of what you do, but because you are a unique and beautiful expression of the divine. You have all the ability to share and grow your incredible self. Your presence is your own power. And we don't, we don't live with that, knowing that, that presence, that our own presence has an interactive effect with everyone that we ever cross paths with. So I ask you, do you have a meditation or a spiritual practice? 
I started my contemplative practice many years ago when I was facing some of my life's greatest challenges. And I was suffering. I was at the lowest low of my life. For those that don't meditate, let me tell you this. Meditation has been incredibly wonderful for me. But there are more ways to meditate than to just sit silently with your eyes closed. Meditation can have a profound effect on so many different areas of life. With consistent practice, you will notice changes in your stress level, your creative thinking abilities, the condition of your relationships, and your anxiety levels, just to name a few. I found that a consistent meditation routine, one that I look forward to, by the way, is the number one key to success and to moving forward in life. And I found that if you enjoy it, and if you make it as normal in your schedule as eating and sleeping, you'll be much more likely to stick with it. It's about self-care after all. You know, it's about unplugging from the must-dos and from the chores and the thoughts of work, kids, bills, stress, all of those things that stack up on our backs and weigh us down. It's about taking time to just be. Remember, you are a gift for the world, and you need your cup full. Reflections are thoughts, ideas, or they can even be uh, uh, an ideal that occurs as a result of your meditation. And they then become your center of focus in the meditations that follow up. Or they can be a subject for serious thought or consideration for a period of time in your daily life. I do my morning reflections, and then through the course of the day, I allow them to percolate up. I allow that reflective process that I do in the morning to percolate, percolate up into my day. So they can provide a path into your own divine nature. So you'll start to see patterns within your own meditation and contemplation. Unlike other meditation techniques designed to empty the mind, reflections intently focus on that idea or that ideal while in a state of stillness or mindfulness. You know, and sometimes wisdom hits us square in the face, like when we walk from darkness into brilliant sunshine, and it takes, you know, it takes time to adjust. Other times, it slowly works its way into our hearts and minds by repeated exposure or over long periods of incubation. So, you know, you have to allow it to happen as it, as it comes to you. You have to allow it to unfold. In the long run, spiritual progression helps unite oneness into all parts of our lives. And that comes with time. This is what spiritual transformation is really all about. Transformation. And transformation doesn't happen overnight. As my practice grew, I began to see the path I was, tra you know, I, I was traveling on was moving me toward more spiritually awakened ways of living my life. My daily communication with my higher consciousness were reflections given to me for my own progress, for my own being. Sometimes I may have, I may 
you know, come across some contemplative ideas or ideals that may help my family, my friends, my circle, my community. And then I follow up with it in that direction, and I'll go down that path. But it's all individual. It's individual for each and every one of us. So as I, as, you know, as my practice grew, I began to see the path, you know. I began to see my path. And, um, you know, everything that you contemplate on, everything, these reflections are really a voice as old as time. You know, there's nothing, um, you're not going to find anything that wasn't spoken by our ancestors before, and they still hold the wisdom for those that are ready to listen today. We might phrase it a little differently, but there isn't anything that comes up in reflection that really hasn't been taught before. But what comes up for you will be, be unique for your being. And that reminds me, you can personalize any contemplative subject and make them your own. So the things that we talk about here, you can take and, and modify for your own, you know, your own being. What, what, where do you need, where do you feel like you need to move? You know, allow that guidance, allow, uh, allow yourself to be guided in, in this contemplative work. So by working with reflections, it helps us to make empowered choices that, you know, kind of imbue our lives and relationships with real substance and depth because, you know, we're, we're working from our heart. We're working from our love. And they stimulate our intellect and intuition, thus opening a connection to our authentic self. It, lets, it, it helps us uh, find a new you, a new me. It lets us engage the mind at the same time beginning listening with your heart. So, so again, going back, it's not like you know, you're just trying to create stillness. You're actually trying to engage the mind and the heart at the same time. So no matter where you are on your path, you're going to find that reflection is supportive and nurturing. It's nurturing to your being. Always remember, you know, we're living these physical lives and we can't start from absolute perfection. Only God is perfection. So being perfect doesn't matter. And what matters is to just experience life with a good connection to your own true nature and to be authentic while you're living your life. So, you know, reflections, I, I said that you can modify reflections, you know, for your own, what, your own needs, but the reflections that I give are just a jumping off point. You know, you don't have to understand my meaning. That's not what's important. Instead, find your own meaning in the words. And so you can modify the concept of yourself toward positive and loving intentions in your own way. You know, we're all connected to a light-filled, unified universe of potential. And your potentials are out there. And it's a matter of you plugging in and hanging on and, and creating your connection to your higher consciousness and your authentic self.
uh, one thing, in, like in my book, I, I wrote that uh, balance is key. In the material world, right and wrong are opposite poles of the same frequency. As we move on our spiritual quest, we come to know there's neither right nor wrong, only what is. And that's the thing. A lot of times we try, we, we, we create so much judgment within ourselves, we, we, we build up our own suffering. And so if we can maintain a balance and an understanding that what is, is just is right now, and change is inevitable. And, and with that balance, it, you know, we know that that balance is key so we can give thanks for what we perceive as good and bad. And they're all opportunities for growth. So I think, I think we're doing really well here. I think let's take some time. Let's just stop here. Um, I think we've covered, you know, kind of what reflections are or contemplation, reflection, contemplative type of uh, living. And I think we've, you know, kind of looked at the, the difference between, you know, uh, meditation and, and contemplating. So let's, let's get comfortable now, and I'm going to give you a little uh, exercise that you can do. And I want you to take a nice, deep, cleansing breath. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And I'm going to play a little meditation music while we do this, just to help us stay in that nice, calm, relaxed place. And we're going we're gonna to learn how to do some energy breaths. Okay. So let's take some deep, cleansing, healing breaths. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth and close your eyes and focus on your breath. Relax and clear your mind. Breathe in and out in a deep, soft, relaxing manner. As you breathe in, visualize perfect, pure, divine life energy. This energy is within you and all around you. Life energy permeates you at all levels of being. At the spiritual, the mental, emotional, and physical states of being. Set an intention to be one with this life energy. It represents all the energies needed for your life to be in a state of wholeness, complete, 
with optimum health, perfection, and true joy. As you breathe out, visualize any negative, dysfunctional, or blocking energies as being transformed and eliminated by your life energy. Negativity disrupts your overall ability to live in a full and optimal state of life. So visualize your life being filled with the energy you need to transform and transcend any states of suffering or illness. Transcend to one of joy, peace, and wellness. Visualize life energy flowing like a river of music that moves down an endless canyon. You can contribute your song of love and your vitality to the river's sound from the past to the present and then onward into the future. Set an intention that your song of life energy will continue to support your life over time. Now being in this state of relaxed, attentive, focused with energy breath, we're going to share our gratitude and I'm going to share with you my gratitude prayer. Gratitude is a way to call the divine and it creates balance in our being. I made this gratitude prayer from my experiences with my teachers. Some of my teachers were grandmothers of Native American tradition. And so it's going to have a strong Native flavor. I choose aspects that I found beneficial in my spiritual journey. You can replace any or all of the subjects I'm going to call into focus with what you need or what works for you. I'll be using the directions to bring in different aspects you can explore. And together we'll give thanks for these aspects. So continue being aware of your breath.
and we'll begin. We're going to begin in the West. Weopiata. Weopiata is the West. And the color is black. The West represents the beginning and the end. The sun sets in the West and reminds us to give thanks for our connection to spirit. All things in this world have a beginning and all things come to an end. And Weopiata reminds us of our sacred circle. Everything can be viewed in a circle. Our life is a circle. Our family and our communities and our world are all circles. They're all circles within circles. And for this, we give thanks. Next, we turn our attention to the north. Wazia, Wazia, the north. The color is white. The north represents the winter times when we have time for introspection. And through that inward journey, we put together our medicine bundles, the bundles of energy we will need to use to help us in our daily interactions. Introspection helps us to find acceptance of ourselves. And Wazia is all about acceptance. And for this, we give thanks. The East represents Weohipiata. Weohipiata is the East and the color is red. We find the good red road in the east. As the, research, as the sun returns and illuminates us, it illuminates our obstacles so we may see them clearly. Weopihipiata reminds us with clear vision we can accept this moment. And with acceptance, we realize we can work for change. And for this, we give thanks. Next, we turn to the south. Itokaga, Itokaga is the south. And the color is yellow. 
the sun in the corner yellow. And they remind us of the bounty in our lives. With abundance, we learn to share. We share our connection to spirit. We share our experiences so others may learn and grow from our experience. And for this, we give thanks. Next, we look up to Father Sky. We owe it to we owe it to Father Sky, Grandfather Sun, and Grandmother Moon live in the sky. And they show us our daily responsibilities and weave our stories. The four winds move with Father Sky. And as we live this life, we breathe in the winds and exhale our truth upon the winds. And in that way, our truth is known. We owe it to carries our truth. And for this, we give thanks. And now we focus on Mother Earth. Inomaka, Inomaka, Mother Earth. All life comes from the Mother, and all life eventually returns. Inamaka, we learn to walk upon you with respect. Respect for how we live and act in this life. Respect for how we treat each other. Respect for all living things. And for this, we give thanks. Balance is key to this life, and so we give thanks for what we perceive as good and bad, for they're all opportunities for our growth. So take a few seconds to give thanks for where you are in your life. Realize life is ever moving forward and you can create empowered, positive change.
So let's take another deep healing breath in through our nose, out through our mouth, and begin to feel our presence coming back to our body. Feel the energy of that energetic breath that we've created and remember the intentions that we've set for ourselves. That we intend that our song of life energy will continue to support us. no matter where we are, no matter what we do. Start to wiggle your fingers and your toes. You can open your eyes. All right, we're all back. So, I want to thank you for listening today to Contemplative Living. I hope you enjoyed your time and that you'll subscribe to our future podcasts. I wish you infinite love and wisdom. Namaste. Thank you for listening today to Contemplative Living with David Bennett. Please be sure to subscribe, listen, and share with your friends. Check us out on iTunes and on David's website, dharmatalks.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A-T-A-L-K-S dot com. Also, we want to thank spiritualsimplicitybooks.com for supporting this podcast.